Good morning. Today is Friday, September 9th, 2022. This morning I want to start by paying tribute to Queen Elizabeth on her passing yesterday. She was revered and beloved by millions of people in Great Britain, in Canada as our head of state, and around the world. Queen Elizabeth exemplified ideals that we as Jews cherish, the ideals of duty and dignity and unity and faith. On her 21st birthday, April 21st, 1947, she said in a public address, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. And she kept that promise her entire life. John Fraser wrote, Queen Elizabeth brought courage to the faint-hearted and lonely and pride to the brave and loyal. Rebecca Mead wrote a beautiful tribute yesterday in The New Yorker. And she wrote, In the early weeks of Corona Lockdown 2020, Queen Elizabeth spoke publicly to the nation and the world. She said we should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure, better days will return. And her words provided comfort in themselves because they were delivered with an authority that was derived not just from the mystique of monarchy, but from experience. She was by then not just a queen, but something more, a very old person who had lived a long time and seen a great deal, who commanded respect by the random chance of fortune, but to whom respect was also granted because, having borne the weight of the crown for all those years, she had earned it. The queen herself once noted, I cannot lead you into battle. I do not give you laws or administer justice. But I can do one thing. I can give you my heart. And she did for her entire adult life. I also want to offer blessings of long life and good health to King Charles, as well as condolences to him and his family on his mother's passing. May he lead with dignity, principle, compassion, and a love of peace. Long live the King. So let's move to a completely different topic. How to start a hard conversation. All of us have conversations we initiate that are difficult. How do we do that better? 
So the Jewish calendar is not just a way for Jews to mark time. It is also a textbook. It's a source of lessons about every aspect of life. And we are currently experiencing one of the most important lessons our calendar teaches. Of course, we are approaching the High Holidays, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the beginning of the Jewish year. With the heavy subjects of the High Holidays, judgment, apologies, forgiveness, heavy subjects, hard conversations. And just as I am sure that God has many pointed questions for me this year, I also have questions for God about a number of experiences in my life this past year. Why did this happen to me, to us? What do you, God, want of me now? So, but this one aspect of what we face now is not unique because each of us has moments in our lives when we need to express to someone we love our questions and expectations and disappointments. How can we do this more effectively? So I suggest let's learn from how God does it in dealing with us. The Jewish month before Rosh Hashanah, in the middle of which we now find ourselves, is the month of Elul. Every morning in the synagogue, weekdays, we blow the shofar. We recite extra prayers to allow this month to prepare us for the challenges and potential uplift of the high holidays. Our rabbis teach us famously that the Hebrew word Elul stands for an acronym, a quote from Shir Hashirim, the Song of Songs, that can be paraphrased as, God loves us and we love God. Ani dodi v'dodili. That's the first step. The first step for any hard conversation in effectively holding someone responsible for their actions or expressing our expectations or disappointments is to first convince the other of our love of them beyond any doubt and to convince them that we would only do what is best for them Only when we have done that, only when they are convinced of our love beyond any doubt and convinced that we would only do or say what is best for them, only then can we say what might otherwise be harsh and probably ineffective. So our calendar teaches us that the first step God takes before the heavy conversations God will have with us over the high holidays is to give us a month to remind us of God's love for us. Only when we are assured of that can we accept God's words in the spirit they are truly given. Now, this is a crucial lesson that we can emulate in every relationship between spouses, 
between parents and children, between a community and its leaders. First, convince your listener that you genuinely love them. And then, gently start the hard conversation that you need to have. Shabbos is a particularly suitable time to transmit this to family members. Many parents have the custom on Friday night, just before Kiddush, to give a blessing to their children. So you can find a traditional blessing in any prayer book, or you can express your own thoughts and words. What you say is less important than conveying to your child your absolute and unconditional love, just as God feels for us. Because when that is clearly understood, everything else you say is heard differently. I am sure that each one of you has questions for God this year, perhaps similar to mine, perhaps different. I can't promise you will find answers, though I hope at least you find the strength to live with the questions, and I hope the same for me. But I can promise you this. Our conversation with God will be substantially different if we spend this month reminding ourselves of the lesson of Elul, the lesson that God loves us. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day and a beautiful Shabbos, and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.